0: Welcome to the Authentic Church Podcast with Jeff and Fawn Peterson in Orange County, California, where our mission is simply to love God, love people, and live authentic. For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at authenticoc.com. Thank you for listening. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump into the Word of God, because you didn't come to hear man speak. We came to hear God speak. Amen? So we're going to jump into the Word of God, and anytime you read the written Word of God, people say, I want to hear the voice of God. Read the Word of God aloud. Boom. You just hear the voice of God. It's really that easy. And as you read the Word of God, He begins to speak to you and through His Word. So we're going to pray, and then we're going to jump into the Bible, if that's okay with you. Uh, Lord, I thank you so much. Thank you that we can come before you. Thank you that we're your sons and daughters gathered in, the, in this room, and we want to we hear you, God. We want to hear your voice. We want, we want your input. We want your wise counsel. We want your presence. So, Lord, I pray that you'd give us spiritual eyes to see something we never saw before. Give us ears to hear from you you'd give us minds that understand and get revelation from you, God, and give us hearts to believe you at your word. God, I pray that faith would rise up all over this room, no matter situations, circumstances we're facing. God, I thank you that you're the God of the impossible. So Lord, I thank you for speaking through your word today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's Memorial Day weekend. For a lot of people, that's like the kickoff of summer and barbecues, but Memorial Day weekend was actually, its it, the, its roots was founded after the Civil War. So after the Civil War, the bloodiest war, more American lives were lost in that war than any other. There was so many graves that were needed, that's when they started the national cemeteries. And so national cemeteries began popping up, um, and I think it was in the spring of 1860, they decided that they were gonna create a national holiday and it was gonna be called Memorial Memorial day and it was going to be one where they would remember those who who fell during the Civil War, and then in in years t- time it would grow and grow and and while it's fun to go out and have barbecues and I hope you do that and I hope you enjoy the day the day is actually a solemn day of, of remembrance and so if you've lost a loved one um, we had family members that served in the military and uh, and and were able to uh, they were able to retire in the military there's some families that weren't so lucky. Uh, my grandfather actually, uh, he didn't die, uh, but he had a close call. He was actually stationed in Pearl Harbor. And um, in, in, in when Pearl Harbor was bombed that morning, he actually was on a plane headed back to Washington. What had happened is, two weeks before that time, his grandmother in Spokane, Washington, got really, really sick. And they thought she was going to die. And so they gave my grandfather the okay to be able to go and say his last goodbyes to his mother. And so that morning, he got up and got on a plane and began flying. And they got halfway across the Pacific Ocean and got notification that Pearl Harbor had been bombed and all of his buddies were dead. And so I consider it a great honor that I am Even here it's a miracle that my grandfather lived and his mom actually didn't pass away she ended up getting better a few weeks later Um, but it was really the hand of the Lord and so I don't take that lightly and I'm certainly grateful for those that gave the ultimate sacrifice Jesus said in John uh, 15 13 he said there's no greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends And so we remember those that have served in our military and for those families. And um, I want to speak to us today uh, from the topic that is, uh, it's offensive. (laughs) So buckle up. Uh, Actually, it's uh, the topic that I'm going to speak from is overcoming offenses. We live in a world today where you can't say anything without somebody getting offended and it's like you know you know growing up we were taught you don't talk about what what are the two things religion and politics right why because people would get so heated and they didn't have any tools for conversation and communication that it would eventually erupt in a massive blow up at the dinning at the dining room table with family and friends gathered so then there was just the Rule that hey, it's not polite to do that anymore. Uh, I think that there's actually a place to talk about politics and religion, and you can do that in the confines of the church, and uh, it, and so. But with with the world that we live in, I almost spilled my water there. If you were wondering what was happening, it was like a, it was a almost fumble, and um, and so you can't say anything nowadays without people getting offended. In fact, everybody's taking it on the, on their own shoulders, like looking for things to get offended about, and and there's Facebook groups that are totally designed around let's be offended together and so everybody's getting together and everybody's got a chip on their shoulder man they got they got a beef with somebody or something or a law that's passed or this person or not my president or that is my president you know and and by the way if you spend more time talking about the second coming of Trump than you do the second coming of Jesus that's part of the problem okay And if you spend more time trying to, you know, defend your position about vaccinations or masks, then you do that more than you're talking about Jesus. That's part of the problem, okay? So, you know, as I, I hear people talk about all these things. I mean, I thought, man, if you were half excited about Jesus as you are about that topic, brother, you would change the world, you know? And so you can't allow offenses to trip you up. And in our lives, we, we uh, have many opportunities to experience offenses in fact it's John 15 it's not in the notes but John 15 uh, I believe it is Jesus is talking and he actually says this is impossible and when the God of the impossible says something's impossible it's you should probably listen he said this is impossible offenses will come You'll, you'll never escape offenses but there's a difference between an offense and being offended and that's what we're going to hone in on a little bit today. And in, 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 in with Jesus, you know, you can't experience the resurrection without the crucifixion. And so, my goal today in our time together is going to be we're going to put to death some offenses that might be holding you back from the blessing that God has in your life. He doesn't want you to have a chip. On your shoulder and so Jesus is encountering this woman and I'm gonna give you the backstory we're gonna jump into Matthew chapter 15 but let me give you the backstory Jesus uh, is just had all these miracles and he's got all these people following him he's at the Sea of Galilee and then he's retreating to a different area and he's going to the Mediterranean coast okay so he's leaving his lake house and he's going to the ocean okay he's going out to the sea he's going to the Mediterranean coast and he's gonna hang out there for, for a few days now that's about 50 miles so, you know, if you're cruising, you can do that in a couple of days. if If they were just kind of you know meandering along, stopping in villages, saying hi to people, which was a little bit more Jesus' style, Jesus was never in a hurry. I don't know if you think about that, but sometimes in our world, we can get so in a hurry, going from this place to that place and answering this text and that email. And Jesus was just like chill. He just wasn't in a hurry. So he ends up in this place and he encounters a Canaanite woman. And, uh, and that's where we're gonna pick up the story, is the, the, this Canaanite woman, and it was said of her that she had great faith. There were two people that Jesus talked about that had great faith. There's the centurion, and then there was this Canaanite woman. And neither one of them that we know of had a lineage, a lineage of God, a God-fearing people in their family line. And here they are, and Jesus says, that's great faith. And so we're going to read about her great faith and how she overcame some potential offenses. Matthew 15, verse 21. If you're there, say amen. Amen. If you're not there, say wait. Okay, cool. You're all there. sounds like, all right. Matthew 15, verse 21. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came and urged him, send her away for she keeps crying out after us. Jesus is like, us? She's not crying after you, brother. She's crying after me. There's no us, okay? Jesus is like, okay, so he answers them. Verse 24, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel, The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. And he replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Ouch. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus says to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed six months later. Her daughter was healed at that moment. and I would put out there on the table this morning as we're talking that many times the moment of healing or that moment of breakthrough, it's right on the other side of an opportunity to be offended. She had many opportunities to be offended by what Jesus was saying to her. And we're going to unpack it a little bit for you. So some of you are right now, you're going, Jesus said that? Man, he sounds, I thought Jesus was for all people. And he said, I'm only for the children of Israel. He called that woman a dog. What did he mean by that? Like, and it wasn't like, yo, dog, what's up? No, it was, it was like a negative connotation. Okay. And so it's like, what is he? You know, an offense is what happened. An offense, uh, being offended is your reaction. Offense is, you did this. That's the offense. Offended is, I'll never forgive them for that. Offense is an event, but being offended is a decision. Jesus is saying that offenses are inevitable, but being offended is optional. You can live your life unoffended, and I was praying um, uh, over the last few weeks, and and the Lord kept bringing me up to some of this stuff, bringing it up to me, and he would say, like, Jeff, you're too, you you, you tend to be too offended. I'm like, I don't think I'm offended. That's offensive. Why are you saying this to me, you know? (laughs) You know, when you argue with God, you're usually wrong, (laughs) you know, (laughs) okay? And the Lord's like, you could be too easily offended, And then, you know, like every incredible man of God, then you just say, well, Lord, but they did this. Lord's like, yeah, I know. Jesus is like, look at what they did to me. (laughs) Okay, you know, but Lord, you know, I have reason. He's like, no, you don't. (laughs) Like, lay down. You can hold on to that if you want to, and it will rob you of the blessing. But can you live unoffended? So the question I have for us today is, what's your level of being offended, what's your level of frustration, anger, things that bother you? I heard somebody say one time, as I'm out on a golf course, mind you, getting upset at the little white ball. They said, "The size of the thing that makes you, you can measure a man by the size of a thing that makes him mad." <laughs> and I'm hitting a golf ball. You know, I'm like ah, <laughs> and I'm not good at golf, very bad. But the size of a man can be measured by the size of the things that make him mad. What makes you mad? What do you get offended by? You get offended by that person that cut you off in that parking lot? Did you get offended by that relatives that said that one thing? Did you get offended by what I said this morning about being offended about masks or the second coming of Trump? And you know, I mean, did you get offended by political stuff? Like, okay, are you what, where do you? What offends you? What offends you? What's your level of offendability? That's not a word, but you get what I'm saying. Jesus said he's the way the truth and the life. Sometimes the truth hurts, but it's truth. Sometimes Jesus will offend you, okay? He's going to offend you. And I would argue, actually, if you've never been offended by Jesus, I would argue, do you have a relationship with him? (laughs) Because he's so good at getting up in your business and pointing out flaws in areas, but he's not doing it From a negative standpoint, he's actually doing it because he loves you so much that he wants to help you up. And you always know it comes from Jesus when it's not shame. It's not shame-based. It's encouraging, right? Where it's like, man, Lord, I messed up. I did this. He's like, yeah, you did. Doesn't mince any words about it, but go and sin no more, right? And he helps us to our feet. He's the hand that pulls us out of that miry clay. He is the rock that our feet stands on from that point. And it's as if it never happened. So when Jesus points things out, he's not purposely trying to offend you. He's actually trying to say this to you in love because he so wants to bless your life. And he knows that that thing, whatever that thing is, and everybody's got a thing. We all have things. Whatever that thing is, he knows that that thing can rob you of potential that he placed inside of you before you were placed in your mom's womb he had a plan, purpose destiny on your life but he knows if that thing if you don't get past that thing that's just going to keep you stuck i have a close friend of mine and Man we did some ministry stuff together and this dude was like naturally good at everything anybody have one of those friends It just makes you sick. They're like naturally good-looking. They have lots of hair You know they uh, you know all that kind of stuff and you know he I mean he was good at playing guitar He was good at golf, you know he, He could sing he could speak confidently in front of people when he did business stuff It just like took off for the guy and you're like man Is there anything that this guy can't do and then he had a situation in church and he got offended by the pastor And rightfully so. I know the situation. I was involved in this situation. It was yucky. It was ugly. It's not fun. But he hasn't walked into church for 15 years because of that. And now, God's not calling you to just come to church, okay? He wants us to be the church. But there's something beautiful about coming together as the family of God. But he just couldn't do it because of that wound that he had from that pastor, that leader. It was just too much. He felt like he couldn't trust again. But I tell you, one of the beautiful things, God ends up using the church to heal our church hurts. (laughs) He uses pastors to help heal hurts from pastors. He uses different people in our lives, men and women, ministers, to heal hurts that we've experienced from ministers. God's just that good so here's the Canaanite woman she comes up to Jesus and we're getting a glimpse into the scene Jesus is just you know he's always on he's always on it's not like I mean he has a break when he can just take off but anytime you read about Jesus it's like he's always somebody's always interrupting his day but he has a way of not making him feel like an interruption at times but this woman (laughs) he does (laughs) so here's the Canaanite woman and the Canaanite woman, so the Canaan. Just to give you some backstory on Canaan, it's on the eastern shores of the Mediterranean Sea. It's where modern-day Lebanon and parts of Israel, in the Jordan, in Jordan and Syria, it was actually promised land to Israel. Um, but the Canaanites were known as being wicked, idol, uh, idolatrous people. They were descendants of Noah's grandson, Canaan, who's the son of Ham. Remember, they're the ones that embarrassed the dad, so he's, he's making fun of dad. You know, Noah laying out there, and so then so they're. Was a curse. so there's a separation that happened so you're talking generations after generations after generations there's a separation between the Israelites and the Canaanites and so that's part of her family lineage and so what does Jesus do with her request and this is this is this is an example of how we can take up offenses that we don't need to take up what is the first offense it's the offense of being ignored The offense of being ignored. I don't know about you. You ever been ignored? You're like, am I even here? Does anybody even care that I'm in the room? Does do you not see? Do you have any respect for you know? And you feel ignored. Uh, We were having dinner with a friend the other night, and uh, we were talking about some of our pet peeves. (laughs) And, And she said, you know, one of my pet peeves, it's when I send a text message, and they don't like it. They don't, they didn't even have the courtesy of like thumbs upping it, you know, like, and and they don't respond. And it's like, did you not get the text message? It's even worse when the person has the red receipts thing turned on where you're like, I know you read the text message, right? I know you saw it why didn't you answer my text message you know it's the worst when you really need something I feel that like that that used to be one of my biggest pet peeves and then you know as a pastor pastoring a, a, a church and you know a lot of people text me throughout the week now I'm like man I have so much grace for my old pastor who sometimes would not text me back for weeks <laughs> You know, I'm like brother I get it you it got buried I know free pass right you know free pass But this woman, she's ignored. Jesus didn't say a word to her. It said in in verse 23, it says, He did not answer a word. You know, sometimes we can get offended when God is silent. You ever feel like that? Like, God, I need you to speak. I need you to do. I need you to show up. I need to hear. And then you don't hear his voice. And you can get offended at God. You get offended at the one person, the only person that can really help you out of whatever mess you're going through, right? But we can get offended when he doesn't say a word. And it offenses aren't necessarily the heart behind it. In the peop- there's people of God, well-meaning people of God, that have offended us, that ignored us, and it, and, it, and it can take you out of the game. I'm just encouraging you, if that's you, don't give up on Jesus. Like this woman, she didn't give up. He ignored her, acted like he didn't hear her, And she acted like I didn't even notice what you just did. (laughs) And she presses on. (laughs) Many people aren't necessarily offended with Jesus, but they're offended by those who represent him. You know, I think in Christianity, we have a bit of a branding problem. I was out at my son's football game the other day, and um, Chris Odo and I, we we have the honor of being the coaches um, just from the sheer fact that there was nobody else that would say they would coach their son's team. So I get a call. Hey, will you coach? I'm like, if you'll be the head coach, I'll be your assistant, bro. <laughs> so that's what we do. And he's an awesome coach. And I remember I was there and I was talking with one of the parents and one of the parents found out that I was a pastor and he's like, oh, okay. He goes, man, I got to be honest with you. I can't stand the church. I love Jesus, but I can't stand the church. And I know what he means. It's it, but And, you, and you're and you on the sidelines, right? Laughing it up, having a good time, you know? And, and so you're on the sidelines hanging out. And I, I know what he means. But you, you can't love Jesus and not love the bride. And so, but it wasn't the time, right? There's, there's a time and place to address stuff like that on the sidelines, cheering for my kids' football. That wasn't the time. But I said to him, I know what you mean. And, he, and then he started to tell me why. And he started to list out these reasons. I said, man, I agree with you. I hear you. I said, you know what? I think Christianity has a branding problem. And I said, in fact, some of that stuff that bugs you, bro, i got to be honest, that so bugs me too. I had to go start my own church. That's how bad it was. <laughs> you know? And he was like, oh, what church is it that you go to? You know? so <laughs> started a conversation. <laughs> but you can never let the nature of man define your char- the view of, your char- of the character of God. Never let the nature of man define your view of the character of God. I'm going to say it one more time. Never let the nature of man Good or bad, define your view of the character of God. Get into the Word of God. Get into the Word of God. Just because they were wrong doesn't mean that God is wrong. So the Canaanite woman, she could have left. Jesus ignored me. I'm out. Pastor ignored me, didn't answer my text. (laughs) I'm out of here. What does she do? (laughs) She chooses to stay. (laughs) So his disciples come to him, and they said, send her away. She keeps crying out after us. There's no us. It's just Jesus, man. And Jesus answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. And the second area of offense that we could overcome is rejection. Hmm. A rejection. So first she was ignored, <laughs> and now she's feeling the rejection. Rejection that Jesus is like, I didn't come for you. Now she. We know Jesus came for all men, right? For God so loved the world. Yeah, it wasn't so God so loved Israel, just Israel, that he sent Jesus. No, 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 God so loved the world. So we know that Jesus came for the whole world. So what was he saying when he says, I only came for the lost sheep of Israel? At that moment, all he was doing is he was showing priority. And sometimes in our life, when other people's priority doesn't match our expectation, oosh, we can take up that, that offense. And he's not saying she's not important, because there will come a day they're very important. In fact, the expansion of the gospel in that area exploded in the book of Acts. So Jesus wasn't saying it was just priority. It's kind of like, I have a friend of mine, he's an a, a ER doctor, and, uh, and, and he oversees all the ER at Long Beach Hospital. And if you walk in with a broken arm into the ER, they're gonna see you, right? They're gonna have you fill out some paperwork and they're gonna see you and they're gonna kinda of sit you down. But if five minutes later, as you're filling out the paperwork, waiting to walk in to go see the doctor, somebody walks in with a gunshot wound, there is priority given to that gunshot wound. It's not that the other person's not important, it's not that the other person's not gonna be seen, they'll be seen. It's just that there was priority. And Jesus was laying out there was a priority that was first it was coming to the children of Israel and then it was going to go out to the world so he was sharing priority now he walked up into that land that's occupied by Canaanite people (laughs) knowing that he was encountering people that not were not necessarily Jewish by 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 their own family lineage so he's going there and he's healing people and she comes forward and she's asking Will you heal my daughter? And it feels like she gets rejected. And she could have walked away offended. But God doesn't want you to be offended. And she refused to be offended, and there was a miracle that was coming for her. You know, when we started the church, we started posting some stuff. and. We did some, like, social media stuff and and putting it out there. And and, and and we were surprised how many people were not excited that a church was opening up in September of 2020. <laughs> and so, you know, there was some Instagram posts that went out and, you know, letting people know that, you know, hey, we're authentic church and we're going to have, like, a gathering. If, if you don't go to church, we'd love to see you, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it, it was interesting because we started seeing all these uh, negative comments, really mean comments, uh, people actually cussing, grandma killer, you know, like, you know, here you guys are, you're meeting in the middle of a pandemic, you know, what in the world are you doing? And, and man, we got so much hate and I was so surprised. And we could have let that stop us. You know, like you could have went, oh, whoa, bad time to launch a church. I guess we should go home. But no, we knew that God called us to come here and plant authentic church. And it wasn't that Orange County needed another church, because it doesn't. (laughs) It needs a move of God. And I believe it just needs a different kind of church. And so God sent us from Texas out here. We went the opposite way. For all you Californians that have been thinking about going to Texas, don't do it. I'm telling you, it ain't as good as you think it is, all right? Give it a few years, and the politics are going to be just as California is, okay? Because all the Californians are moving there. <laughs> Stay here. The remnant. <laughs> Stay in the promised land. <laughs> so all these people, <laughs> all these, don't do it. I see you're holding him close right now. You're like, please, honey, no. Stay here. And so all these people are like hating on us, you know? So what do you do? I could have gotten offended, um, but... I decided to uh, just do the most Christ-like thing I could think of. So I prayed for them, and then I blocked them. (laughs) It was like throwing them a going-away party. (laughs) God bless you. Hope I see you in heaven. (laughs) But clearly we're not going to be in the same cul-de-sac here on earth, you know? It's like, bye, Felicia. (laughs) You know, like, get out. You know, it's like... And you have permission to do that. By the way, I don't know if you know that. There's a mute button. Even if you don't want to totally disregard them as a friend, you don't want to offend them too much, you can just mute them, okay, on your social media. So we had some haters. We could have stopped us, but we didn't because we knew that God had called us. And so the woman, the Canaanite woman, so she's there, and she could have got offended at that. Jesus ignored her. Then she felt rejected. He's saying, I didn't come. But he's not saying I didn't come for you. It's just not. It's not the time yet. I'm. I'm. I'm here for. For this is my message to these people here. But she. She could have been offended. But there's more. She could. She got even more chance to become more offended. Number three. The third area of overcoming offense. She was insulted. So this is what Jesus says. He replies. It's not right to take the children's bread bread and toss it to the dogs okay (laughs) so here she is begging will you come and heal my daughter and Jesus responds to that some of you are like I never even knew this was in the Bible (laughs) That's, that's blowing your mind let me just outline, and, and you look up, you know, theological arguments on this text. It's very debated, because they're like, you know, you got the theologians that are like Jesus is calling people dogs, and then you got the other theologians that are defending him, and they're like, but he was talking about the pet dog, not like the wild dogs that 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 are the beasts of the field. Like he was talking, and in reality, if you look up the translation, it was like a like a pet dog that you would like keep in your house, and he says this to her. And, you know, I, I believe that Jesus doesn't do anything on accident. There, there's no word that leaves his mouth that's just whatever. Sometimes you and I, we can say some stuff, and it just goes, why, you, why did I say that? You ever do that? I had that situation last night with my wife. I said something that I will not repeat here, but I said something, and it left my mouth. And it was one of those moments, husbands, where you're like, no. No taking it back. Babe, I'm sorry. Uh, forgive me, right? We can say stuff sometimes that we don't really mean or whatever. Jesus, he had a point for everything that he did. So he, he shares this with her. And many times, the testing of our faith comes before the reward of our faith. Your faith is often tested before it's rewarded. And so Jesus kind of throws this to her. He says, it's not right to take the children's bread and just toss it to the dogs. And she says, oh no, yes it is, Lord. I'll take the scraps from your table. If the scraps from your table include healing from my daughter, if the scraps from your table include breakthrough in this area of my life, no, yes, Lord, I will be that dog. I don't care what you call me. I'm not gonna be offended. I refuse to be offended. I'm pressing on because I need a breakthrough. I need a miracle. I'm desperate for you. And she, she responds to that, and Jesus says to her, "Woman, you have great faith. One of two times." He didn't say it about his disciples, didn't say it about the religious leaders of the day. Said it to this Canaanite woman, who came up begging for him to heal her daughter. "Woman, you got great faith," he said. "Your request is granted," and her daughter was healed. She was ignored rejected, insulted. But despite feeling ignored, rejected, insulted, she pressed on. And I just want to encourage you today. If you're sitting in here and you're like, man, I feel like her. I felt like that from people. Maybe you have felt like that from Jesus himself. Maybe you have felt ignored, rejected. Maybe you felt insulted. And Jesus is saying, don't stop there. Press forward. Don't let that hold you up. Don't take on that offense. It's one thing to see an offense. It's the other thing to live offended. Let's decide to live unoffended lives. Amen? So I'm going to invite Kara and Juju up to close out today. I just want to hit you with this thought. Are you carrying any offenses that might be keeping you back from your healing, your breakthrough, your miracle. Last week, we talked about an appointed time, that there's an appointed time for everything. And I believe there's an appointed time for you being in this building. There's an appointed time for you being here. There's an appointed time for your family. There's an appointed time for your children. There's an appointed time for you to get up and you could have went anywhere this morning on a Sunday morning, but you ended up walking into this church. I believe it's an appointed time. And maybe God wanted to speak something just to your heart about that. And so we're gonna have a time of prayer and we're gonna close this this morning with some worship. And this is just the chance for you just to do some business with God. Has somebody hurt you, a family member, an ex, a friend, a relative, pastor? God, are you offended at God? Are you mad at God? My heart broke last week. I was talking to a really good friend of mine. Called me, said, Jeff, my wife and I, were done. We're over. I've known them almost 20 years. He said, we're over. It's done. I'm like, bro, why? She's incredible. You're incredible. No, man, it's just there's too much. There's too much going on. There's too much. You don't know, blah, blah, blah. So I ask all the questions. Is there infidelity? Is there pornography? Is there, you know, any violence in the home? Like, what's going on, you know? And we, we get to it really at the root of it. You know what it was? It was just a lot of little offenses that added up and added up. And then it was like the last offense of like the laundry wasn't done. And it was the straw that broke the camel's back. And it, we look at stuff that, you know, seemingly ends relationships. And we look at it and we're like, can you just grow up? Can everybody just grow up? Do we have to really fight about this? I love in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus shares this word about offenses. In Matthew chapter 5, he says, and this is out of the Message translation. I love how it says it in this translation. It says, if all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus for that? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, oh, somebody said hi to me, so I'll respond. Versus, nobody says hi to me. Nobody, nobody invites me over for dinner. Nobody invites, you know. If you simply say hello to those who greet you do, you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner does that. In a word, what I'm saying is this. Grow up. You're kingdom subjects. Come on, authentic church. You're kingdom subjects. We're kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way that God lives towards you. So we're just going to have a time of prayer now. I just want to encourage you to do business with God today. We actually have prayer team members that are going to come up front on both sides over here. Jason and Nicole over here. Miss Tony, Fawn. If we could just all stand as we close. We're going to sing this song again. And the words of the song is, uh, Build My Life. It says, you're worthy of every song that I could ever sing. You're worthy of all the praise that we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath that we could ever breathe. We live for you. Jesus, you're the name above every other name. The only one who could ever save us. Worthy of every breath we live for you I just want to encourage you if you've allowed offense to trip you up in your relationship with God he doesn't want you to carry that anymore he wants you to lay that down some of you have expect, experienced chronic fatigue and I believe that that is tied to harboring unforgiveness and offenses that you took up so I just pray that you'll release that just pray you'd release that. If that's you, just come forward for prayer this morning. Some of you have experienced church hurts. Man, it hurts. I'm not saying the pastor was right. In fact, the pastor was probably wrong. And I'm not saying it doesn't matter. And just hey, buck up, move past it. No, no. I'm saying it's real. But Jesus doesn't want you to live offended. He doesn't want you to live an offended life. And I believe that on the other side of the offense, when you choose to live unoffended, that you're going to receive a miracle, you're going to receive breakthrough, you're going to receive healing, you're going to receive promotion. There's blessings that God wants to pour out in your life if you could just get over being hurt, if you could just get over that offense. He doesn't want you to play that in your mind again. He doesn't want that replaying in your mind again. He doesn't want you meditating on it again. The word to meditate, when we read that in the scriptures, meditate on the word of the Lord, that, that exact phrase, it means to, it's 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 a repetitive song. It's like like a mixtape with a song on repeat. We have a, a repetitive song, a repetitive video. There's repetitive images. There's repetitive words. In our minds, it sometimes can hold us back. If you're here today and you have that, and you're like, you know what, I want to get rid of this once and for all. I thought it was over, but man, kind of puffed up again. And even as you were speaking today, Jeff, I just kind of feel that. I want to break that off. If you want to break that off today, just come forward and let us pray with you today. We believe that God is going to move. For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at authenticoc.com. Thank you for listening.